0: Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. and uh, Looking forward to what God's got for us. And uh, be honest with you, uh, I've had been a lot of places in our church too, uh, when the majority of the people are not there due to sickness and uh, due to things going on and things that are out of their control, and then some of them, they could be in their control. But no matter what, usually when the majority is gone, those that are there get the most help, and I don't know why that is. I don't know how that works. I just know God. That's how He does it usually, and so if you're here tonight, there's a great expectation uh, from me, from God, that He'd help you. And uh, I promise you this: if you came seeking the Lord, uh, He promised that He'll fill us and uh, use tonight. Use His Word. Uh, to be a blessing to you and let you leave here better than what you came. And I've been wrestling uh, against a couple of messages uh, that the Lord uh, that has gave me in the days gone by, and and then I've had one that I preached. I didn't even get to preach the message that I wanted to. Uh, Sunday morning, I was going to preach out of Mark 6 on God's to-go blessings, and uh, those baskets that that, the disciples got to take with them, and uh, but I didn't get to use that. I just used Psalms one forty seven verse three. Said he that he healeth the broken heart and bindeth up their wounds. And uh, boy, the Lord just let me expound upon that Sunday morning, and uh, helped a lot of our people. And uh, I've been praying if that's what the Lord had me do tonight. Uh, that He put that peace in my heart to do that, but uh, He didn't. So we're gonna go to Jeremiah chapter twelve. Jeremiah chapter 12 and we'll read just a few verses and then get right into the thought and uh, I'm ready to go as much as you are. I'm going three and a half hours back home tonight and uh got to be up in the morning uh, by 5 or five thirty, 30 and uh, to work there at the church and uh, we got construction going on and uh, man I'm telling you free labor is pretty hard on you and uh <laughs> But it sure is cheap, and, uh, and then you can't complain too much about it, man, because you didn't pay for it. And uh, so we're going to be back there in the morning working at the church, and uh, Lord willing, uh, if a deer don't take me off the road tonight, I'm going to make it home sometime around 1, one thirty, maybe 2 o'clock, depending on what time we get out. But I'm going to let you go just as quick as I can, and uh, it's 7.26 now, and I'm going to try my best uh, to be done uh, no later than eight o'clock and can y'all handle that hey, amen if you don't say amen it'll be eight thirty. and uh, i feel look, that's the most excitement we've had all night boy everybody's pumped about that ain't they look at the smiles on their faces it's amazing what just a few words spoken can just turn things around and uh but listen man lies too God tells the truth, but sometimes man lies. But I'm going to try my best not to lie behind this pulpit tonight. And uh, so we'll cut out the introduction and get right into the thought, all right? Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are they... Or are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Thou hast planted them, yea, they have taken root, they grow, yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near in their mouth and far from their reins. But thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee, pulled them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepared them for the day of slaughter. How long shall the land mourn, and the herbs of every field wither, for the wickedness of them that dwell therein? The beasts are consumed, and the birds, because they said, He shall not see our last day, or our last end. If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace, wherein thou trustedest, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan. Let's go to the Lord together. Y'all pray for me, and I'll pray for the reading of God's Word, the preaching of God's Word, and that God will have His way tonight, and we'll leave here giving Him the glory. Heavenly Father, I thank You, Lord, for this place. Thank You, Lord, for the house of God, Lord, that's planted here in Mayfield, Kentucky. Lord, thank You, Lord, for this local assembly. Thank You, Lord, for these local church people, Lord, that are keeping this place going. Lord, that there might be an oasis might be a light in a dark land Lord I pray that you'd bless them bless their labors, bless their going ins and coming going outs and coming ins Lord bless their man of God Lord bless their families, bless their children, Lord bless their ministries, Lord I pray tonight that the word of God Lord would strengthen the church, Lord strengthen the people of God, Lord I pray that something that would be preached If there'd be anybody here tonight that's lost without you, that the Holy Ghost of God would have liberty, Lord, to draw them unto yourself. Lord, convict them with old-time Holy Ghost conviction that they might have the opportunity to be born again. Lord, we'll give you the glory and the honor for everything that you do, and it's for Jesus and for His name and in His name. Amen and amen. I want to preach on this thought tonight on is quitting God's God's answer for this generation is quitting God's answer for this generation. Now I believe that we'd have to look here under the book of Jeremiah, and it relates a lot with uh, what you and I are dealing with today. If you do any study, and that's the introduction that I'm gonna uh, cut out, but you'll find that Jeremiah uh, from his very birth, from his very beginning, from the very calling of God, uh, Jeremiah let us a very hard and harsh ministry. Matter of fact right out of the shoot uh, God told Jeremiah uh, you're not going to get anybody that's going to like your preaching. Matter of fact they're going to make faces at you they're not going to hearken their ears unto you. Boy if that's not the day and age that we live in today. I mean we can preach our guts out. Uh, we can have come back get red face uh, slobber and slop and all of them things and people just sit there, uh, like my grandpa used to say, like a nod on a log. Amen. Ain't no movement in them, uh, no excitement about them. Uh, I mean, they'll even make faces at you uh, while you're preaching. Amen. You'll get on their pew, and I mean, they're counting the changes, and boy, they give you the death stare, and the death look. Hey, go ahead tonight. That helps me preach. Amen. That just lets me know that I'm preaching right. Amen. If everybody's smiling and everybody's happy. Hey, ain't everybody right with God in the house of God? Hey, tonight, and if I land on your pew, I'll know it by your face. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate two amens anyway. Amen. But we find that Jeremiah's beginning, uh, they were those. He said, you're going to preach your guts out to them, Jeremiah. You're going to weep over these people that have turned against me. But he said, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to like you they're not going to have anything to do with you you can stand at the temple stand at the house of God and he did that in about chapter 9 or 10 and he stood there and I mean he preached to them on their way in to a holy place and they didn't hearken an ear unto him they didn't listen to him and then you go through his ministry he had preachers that turned against him matter of fact two of them they set out a murder plot on Jeremiah's life Hey man, If we've ever seen a day where other preachers they are looking to kill other preachers, it is this very day and age. I'm not talking about preaching against Joel Osteen and Joyce Myers and Paula White and all of these newfangled preachers that are nothing but hirelings and in it for the money. Oh, but I'm talking about the old type of men of God are turning against one another. It's a jealousy packing order. that. That's the day and age in which we live right now. Then we find Jeremiah said, God, this whole town hates me. The entire town cannot stand me being in it. He said, I've went up every street. I've been in every holler. I've been on every mountaintop. And thank God there's some that are listening. Hey, some of those that are following. But he said, for the most part, of uh, the people in the town, uh, they don't like me. They can't stand me. I mean, they probably didn't even know Jeremiah. Like most of our towns don't even know the preacher. All they know is what somebody said about him wow. down at the beauty salon or down at the barber shop or down at the local hobby salon all they've heard is what's been told about them and that's only one side he said the whole town can't stand me matter of fact you'll find out later up when we when we get closer to chapter 12 that his family turned against him he said i can't even get my family on board my family don't even like my preaching my family don't even like how I'm raising my children and doing what I'm supposed to do. I mean, my own flesh and blood have turned against the way they were raised and the way they were taught to live. I mean, that's what we're seeing today is a great division in homes and a great division in families. I mean, old-time people of God have raised their children in church, had them on a pew every time that the doors were open, and put them under God-called preachers and it preached the Word of God to them. Oh, but when they get old enough to get out, hey, they've went out and they're still out. Hey, tonight, they going against everything that was preached to them, going against everything that was taught to them. And hey, you better listen to me tonight. Hey, your family is not exempt. Oh, you better pray over them. You better get them at the house of God every time the doors are open. Oh, but even then, they've got to make up their... Their own mind they're gonna live for God because they love God not because you love God and Jeremiah dealt with that and Jeremiah lived in a generation that you and I deal with today and we find Jeremiah chapter 12 and he said God this was God this was Jeremiah's prayer to God he said God first of all you're right That's what you're righteous means. He said, God, I know you're right. Everything you say is right. Everything you do is right. But Jeremiah said, I think you missed it on this one, God. The way you're handling these people and you're judging these people and your wrath being poured out on these people, I think you missed it, God. Now, can I just tell you, I mean, I've done got texts tonight. I'm not even at home preaching tonight. And I mean, I've got texts. I don't tell nobody. I like to see who's gonna text when I ain't there too. Hey, man, most of ours won't even bring visitors till I'm gone. Hey, man, their mamas and daddies come out of the woodwork, aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews. I mean, they plastered on Facebook, come hear me preach. Ain't hey, invited one person to the house of God when their pastor's preaching. Hey, man, can I just get a few things off my chest tonight? Hey, man, I know y'all ain't got everybody here, Hey, but I deal with it in Lawrenceburg, too. Hey, man, this ain't something new to me. I promise you that. But I've done got the text, pray for me. Hey, man, then Wednesday, Wednesday night COVID test results, self test results. Hey, man, my nose is stopped up. I better not get around people. They're so worried about people. Amen. But then we got the Thursday morning turnarounds. They could care less about their people they work with. They could care less about everybody at Walmart. They could care less about anybody at Kroger. But thank God they're caring about the people of God. Amen. I mean, if we die? I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay. Hey, listen. Hey, I like the verse over in the gospel when it said he came into the town preaching the gospel and healing every manner of sickness. That's the God I serve. He's not just a God of salvation, but he's a God that can cure any sickness. Amen. Amen. What am I threatened with death? I mean, the longer I get, the longer I get in this walk of life, the more death sounds good to me. Amen. Every ache I have, every pain I have, every disgruntled church member I have, every family conflict I have, bring on death. Where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? My victory is won as a 14-year-old boy. When I got born again into the family of God, I'm going to church. Jeremiah said, I can't get my family to go. I can't get my family to show up for church. Listen, what a horrible, tragic generation we live in. When a daddy has to be the one that takes everybody to church and mama drags behind. Or mama's got to take everybody to church while daddy goes to the golf course or stays home because he's sick. What a sad generation we live in. Families ought to be together in church. It's for the whole family to be in church. Amen. Listen, I'm not trying to get on you. Amen. I don't even know what you've been doing. Amen. The only thing I know is what Brother James said. Everybody's texting him tonight. But listen, I ain't even got on that yet. I preached on my church. Amen. At least you could help me with that. Amen. Amen. At least I'm getting somebody else. I'm sure they're watching it live. Hey man, if they could make it to the computer screen, they probably crawled there. Hey man, listen, I bet they're looking at the back of their eyelids right now. But they'll be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning. Jeremiah said, "God, I tell you what I think I need to do because you're not judging right. I just need to cut this thing off and I need to quit." And I need to be done. And I need to be over these people because I poured my heart and soul and life into these people. And they don't care. They could care less if I'm preaching on a street corner. They could care less if I'm trying to, hey, protect them and their family, hey, from the judgment of God, from the wrath of God. I mean, he was out there pouring his tears out over a people that did not care. Hey, but Jeremiah said, God, you're not judging this right. You're not doing this right. But God's answer is in verse 5. God said, If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? You know what he's telling us when we're whining and all we want to do is quit and give up on everybody? Now listen, before you judge me, let me judge myself in front of you. There's not a day that I don't want to quit. I know you're more spiritual than I. We've already established that. Your halos are shining. Your wings are fluttering. I mean, everything looks beautiful on you. I mean, you look like an angel that's been sent from heaven. Hey, but for Brother Gavin, my halos broke a long time ago. My wings have been halfway flapping. Hey, man, I've been chasing my tail around. Hey, because usually one every day of the week, only one of my wings is halfway working. Hey, I'm ready to quit on everybody. I mean, I'm like Jeremiah. God, lead these sh- sheep to the slaughter I mean kill them hey man hey I know you ain't felt like that but I felt like that I mean I got some church members I'd say won't you just kill them I can't do nothing with them they ain't but a few things sheep get anyway sheep have to be soothed you know why because we're real timid animals everything scares us I mean, the saddest fact and the saddest reality in this walk of life is this virus has scared the church more than it scared the world. We're running crazy about it. And I'm not saying it ain't real. Hey, man, I had it. And I don't want it again. I don't want it again. I don't want my family to get it. I don't want my friends to get it. I don't want none of that stuff going on. But listen, I'm not running scared hey, letting Biden tell me what to do or anybody else tell me what to do that goes against my God-given freedoms. I'm under grace, not under their law. Hey, man, Thank God for the grace of God. Hey, but can I tell you the saddest reality is hey, that you and I have let the church down, hey, running around in fear, hey, running around in all these things that we're, hey, so scared of, hey, but let me tell you something, what my job is and what your job is, is to be reminded, hey, that God puts you where you are, hey, you're not in it too deep, hey, but listen, the people of God are like sheep, we've got to be soothed, the sheep got to be sheared, that's the part nobody likes, we can't stand it when the preacher gets on our sin. Can't stand it when he gets on our unfaithfulness. Can't stand it when he gets on tithing and not doing God's commandments, not being a soul boy. We get them faces. I can tell it, Brother David. I can tell it at my church, as soon as I hit the pew, they go into the, the beating, they go into their shell of comfort. Yeah. And I said, listen, you ain't fooling me. You may be fooling your husband. Hey, man, but you ain't beating down. You're just mad I got on you. You're like old growling wolf. You're like an old growling wolf. Hey, man, you like having your hairs. Fa- hey, I'm talking about hackled up. You like showing your teeth. Oh, but when the real shepherd comes along hey, and gets out the staff of God and says, you ain't going to get this church They'll humbly before anybody else come down to the altar in their fake humility. Uh Let everybody see how godly they are. See, you don't like preaching like that when you're not right with God. I'm going to be honest with you. There's been times in my life sitting there on Baptist Pew that I've been absolutely the closest to God I've ever been. But I've also sat on Baptist Pew and been as far away from God as I've ever been. There's a lot different in how you handle preaching. Closer or further away. Got to be sheared. Got to get that world off of us. But let me tell you something. Sometimes sheep just need slaughtered. (laughs) They just need to be guts and blood. Amen. I'm talking about how to walk out in it with up to our knees in sheep blood and guts. Amen. Amen. I know that ain't Joel Osteen. You won't get that from him. I know that ain't, that, ain't, that ain't a money preacher. I know that ain't how he talks. But a real God called man of God says sometimes you need slaughtered. <laughs> you never will get slaughtered till you've been soothed, you've been took care of, you've been sheared, you got the world off of, you, and you still... Choose to live like you want to live. And listen, I don't want to get to that place in my life. But Jeremiah said, why don't you just kill these people? I'm just going to quit. I'm done. I got 15 more minutes with four points to preach. That was all the introduction I was going to cut out. And I did cut out the introduction. I just added a message to it. But you know what's going to keep us from quitting? Number one, you'll have to turn back to chapter one of Jeremiah, the beginning of Jeremiah here. Look at verse four. The Bible says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou ca- camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down to build and to plant. How are we going to keep from quitting? I mean, that is not God's answer for this generation is to quit on these people. I mean, this generation still needs salvation. This generation still needs the truth of God. Hey, preach to them. There's still a remnant in this generation that still come on Wednesday night. They sold out to God. They want to hear His Word preached. Wanting to hear the songs of Zion song. And they ain't let the world... They pull them out of church. I've still got a group back home. Yes, there's some that laid out, but there'll be some preacher boys sitting on in the front row that still have a desire, that still have a calling, that still have a love for the things of God. And we cannot quit because it ain't God's answer to quit. We've got to remember it's God's will. Right. I grumble and complain more about God's will than I probably do anything else. I don't ever come out and say it, Brother James. God, I'm mad about what I'm doing. God, I can't stand your will for my life. I never say that. But boy, you let one person that God's put me over to pastor miss a service, unexcused absence. Amen. We let our kids do more at the church than the schoolhouse would let them do. They'd be a truancy officer. Knocking on your door. If we missed as much at school as we do the house of God. Where are you at? There's laws against this. Why ain't you here? Where's your doctor's note? Oh, I, I, had a, I had a mild fever. I know I did. I was shivering. Well, I shivered last night too, but it don't mean I had a fever. It meant I had sweat. Sweat's a type of fever, but I didn't have a fever. I had sweat, and I had 42-degree weather on my back. I was shivering because I was cold. And I said, well, what was your, what was your temperature? I, I don't know. Well, it was low grade. Do y'all say that around here too, like they say in Lawrenceburg? It was a low grade fever. They can't say that I didn't have a fever. It's got to be some type of fever, and they're doing it with the home, you know, the home thermometer, not the one with the mercury in it, the digital one that's four ninety nine at Walgreens. You think that's accurate? And then you leave it in longer. And if it ain't high enough, you retest it because you thought you left your mouth open too long. (sighs) Can I get a witness from anybody? I mean, you know, we don't want to stick it back in our own mouth without wiping it off a little bit. That thing's so hot by the time I get it in my mouth. Wonder it ain't blowed up. Well, I had a fever. They can't tell you that it showed 111. <laughs> it's got to be low grade. Amen. You know what I'll do? I'll get so mad about them people. I'll get so upset about them people. I mean, I'll be full blown in the flesh, ticked off about them people. i want to quit them people. I want to quit giving my time to them people. I want to quit praying for them people. I want to quit preaching to them people. And I've never said, "God, I hate your will." God, I want to do your will. But every time, hey, the people God's gave me to preach to, the people God's gave me to pray for, hey, the people God's gave me to give my life to, every time I complain about them, every time I grumble about them, what I'm saying is, "Hey, God, I'm sick and tired of your will. I'm sick and tired of being in your." will. Hey Jeremiah said God, hey, why don't you just kill them? of oh, but Jeremiah forgot in chapter 1 that God said, I called you. I planted you. I got you right where you're supposed to be. Jeremiah said, I can't. And God said, yes, you can. God and Jeremiah said, I won't. And God said, you will. Amen. Thank God for the will of God. Thank God for a perfect will of God yes they may lay out yes they may get under our skin yes they may make us get in the flesh but God has put us right where we're supposed to be remember it's not your will it's his will amen number two you better remember it's God's wrath I want to be the wrath giver I love that title If God said, Brother Gavin, all right, this is what I want you to do, I want you to execute judgment when you think it's needed. I'd say, all right. Low-grade fever. It's Brother Gavin, Dr. Smith out here, I found one that still does house calls. We're going to need you to step to the door and open your mouth and take this thermometer. (laughs) Uh, My fever just broke. (laughs) It was early in the midnight morning. I mean, in the early morning, right before I had to get up and go to work, my fever broke. I mean, I was sweating. My whole bed was wet. (laughs) It was a miracle. I got to go back to work that next morning. I mean, I was so sick Sunday. I mean, I thought the med bag was going to have to land in my front yard. Oh, but God touched me, and I got to go back to work on Monday morning. I ain't missed a day yet, and it crept back up on me on Wednesday. I mean, come out of nowhere. I mean, I know it's the COVID. I just know it's the COVID. It's been chasing that old devil's after me. I mean, they're back sick again on Wednesday. Thursday morning, they're back at work making sure they ain't going going to get fired, making sure they ain't going to lose no vacation or PTO time. And if it was up to me, I'd say, all right, God, take their job away from them. Hey, take their real health away from them. Show them what a real fever is. Amen. Amen. If it was my wrath. If it was my wrath. The ones I preach to, boy, that's okay. Let's put some real pain on you. Let's let God take all the blessings that he's blessed you with. Let you go without a pastor for months and years on end because you can't stand the one God's got over you. See what it's like going without one. See what it's like going without a preacher in your church. Let your deacon get up and be the Sunday school teacher every Sunday. That's during the preaching time, by the way. See how that lets you grow spiritually. See how that fixes the answers that you have you ain't got no questions for. Hey, when you got a Sunday school teacher up there doing the job of a preacher. What about then? I'd say, all right, let's just take everything away from you then. But God didn't let me do that. Now, I've come up with a lot of good ways. I think I could help God out if He'd just open the door for me. I've got a list of them. But this is what we've got to be reminded of. Look at chapter 1, look at verse 11. Look at chapter 1, verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And he said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, and evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against the walls thereof round about, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods and worship the works of their own hands. And we find here that God is telling Jeremiah, Jeremiah, God you're, uh, Jeremiah told God, uh, or, uh, God told Jeremiah you're going to see some things that are going to make you want to just destroy everybody. That's going to make you want to execute judgment in their life. But he said, Jeremiah, what do you see here? And he said, I see an almond tree and if you did any study on an almond tree, you'll find that that almond tree looks like nothing's going on inside of that bud. It looks like nothing is happening. It looks like nothing is going to be produced. Hey, that's the way I feel right now. I mean, every time I hear Biden talk, every time I hear Pelosi talk, every time I hear Harris talk, I think, how in the world are they still alive? Why has God not killed them? Hey, man, why? God not took them out you'd say why? Hey, because it's not up to us to execute the wrath of God oh but there comes a day when that almond tree it bursts forth and something comes out of that he said Jeremiah what do you see the second time? he said I see a seething pot it's like what we use to boil water in you turn that eye on high that flame is underneath that pot that water is just sitting there and like a crystal glass see oh I'm telling you I'll get busy doing things around the house. My, my daughter, I got all girls in my house. So this right here I've got one minute to hurry up and finish. I have problems with plumbing. <laughs> About every two months looks like a gorilla is in our drains. <laughs> And they'll come in and say, Daddy, the bathtub stopped up. My wife will say, I told you that, you need to fix that. (laughs) I've been on you about this plumbing. And what I'll do is I'll go and get some Drano. I'll make sure I go to the store. And if it ain't got cross, I'm talking about bones and skulls on it. I don't buy it. It better come in a plastic bag off of the shelf hey man, where you can't touch it. And I'll begin to dump that down the drain. They'll say use a half a gallon. I'll put two gallons down it. Hey, man. They'll say bring hot water. I ain't just going to get it out of the spigot. I go get me a pan. I begin to boil water. I mean, I'll turn that thing on hot. High. I'll see it glowing red, I'll go in and look at it, and I mean, that water's still just sitting there, I'll get off to watching football doing something with my flesh, hey man. and I'll forget about that pot, and I'll walk back into the kitchen, and I mean, the whole kitchen is steamed up, I'll hear that, i you say, why? Because it's done bowled over. hey, And that's the way the wrath of God is going to be one day. I'm glad he's not suffering his children hey, to see his wrath. Oh, but one day and not very long from now, the wrath of God will be poured out on this sin-cursed nation, on these wicked leaders, every God-denier, every homosexual, everyone that hates God. God's wrath will be poured out oh but ain't you glad that we'll pull out on the first trump, on the first load hey, amen I'm leaving out of here and in seven years oh, God will have this whole earth destroyed oh but I'll be up there I won't be down here thank God that he won't suffer us to see his wrath but we are out of here but until then we pray we do our job and let God do the job Judging. Amen. Amen. Amen, I'm done. You better remember God's word. Verses 17 and 18. You better remember God's with thee. Chapter 1, verses 19. Then chapter 12, verse 3. He said, Jeremiah, it's my word that you got to base everything on. But he said, hey, Jeremiah, in the midst of all this, I'm with thee. I'm with thee. Listen, if less people show up Sunday, as long as he's still here, I'd keep coming with two or three. Amen. I made up my mind, Brother David, in starting a church. It's been like a roller coaster ride. Well, we've been up to 80 and 90. We've bumped 100. I've had 20 and 25 leave At one time, they're mad because of the stance that I take at the house of God. Listen, you can do whatever you want to outside the will of God unless you cross the boundaries. But inside the house of God, this ought to be a holy place. This ought to be a holy place. And boy, I take a stand. You know, everybody's right. They can't ever leave by themselves. Because you don't look right if you go alone. There's no way you can look right if you're the only one leaving. But if you can get five or ten to go with you, then you look right. Right. No, you're still wrong. And you're quadruple wrong. Dragging other people out of the will of God. But you know what's kept me going? I can say honest to God, even on nights like this when half my crowd don't show up, God has always touched me. And God has always helped me. There's never been a time, I can honestly say that, in 12 years of starting a church when we started with eight, that there hadn't been a service when God's Spirit didn't move in our service. It ain't always been hanging from the chandeliers and running the aisles, but there's never been a time that God's not been there. I'm going to try to change things if I ever show up one Sunday or one Wednesday and God ain't there. I better change things then. But as long as he is with thee, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. That'll keep you from quitting. Let's all stand our feet.